What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Anti Up Podcast. I'm Jonathan Hemmer, filling in for Howard Bender here tonight. We'll use a back on the fish tour here and uh, join as always uh, with Adam Ronis wrapping up uh, week six of the NFL season. Adam, I just had to sit through uh, a thrilling uh, Pittsburgh Seattle overtime game. Uh, Pittsburgh winning that one 23 to 20. Uh, I think Seattle ended up covering that spread, right, Adam? It was like a five-point spread going into this one. So uh, not exactly the most exciting game to go through, but it wasn't a bad week of games, Adam. I mean, there were some ups and downs like there usually is. Uh, definitely was not an exciting Sunday night game. Seattle did cover. I kind of felt, you know, everyone was looking at that, said, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh easy because of Geno Smith. I just don't think Pittsburgh's that good. So I wasn't as confident in Pittsburgh as everyone else. Yeah, I mean, their their offense, I mean, they had nothing going in the second half. Just field goals for them uh, straight through the third, fourth, and overtime, uh, giving them the win. They had two scores in the second quarter. Kind of the same thing for Seattle, though. I mean, they, they had nothing going in the first half. Uh, you know, they got Alex Collins working there in the second half. Uh, he ended up with over 100 rushing yards in a score today. So uh, those who had nabbed Collins off the waiver wire last week or maybe even a little bit prior uh, now that Chris Carson's on IR, you know, paying off dividends right away against, which was a tough, you know, Steelers run defense. If you're looking at DVOA uh, numbers, so good to see, good to see him going uh, there in that game. Um, nothing really else in terms of standout. I mean, Najee Harris scored, but again, overall, this this wasn't really a great fantasy game. He had 30 touches for Najee Harris, which we knew was going to happen. Seattle's not good defensively. He also caught six passes for 46 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, he's going to get a huge workload every week. Deontay Johnson was busy early, and then I don't even know if he showed up in the second half, but he had nine for 71 on 13 targets. The big disappointment was Chase Claypool. I mean, seven targets, two catches, 17 yards. He just seems like he's not in sync with Ben Roethlisberger. He's making mistakes. He got called for an offensive pass interference. I think there was one time he pointed to himself that he ran the wrong route or miscommunicated with Ben, but this was an exploitable matchup, and he didn't come through. Uh, Pat Freermuth had seven catches, 58 yards on seven targets. You know, we'll see if he maybe can get going with uh, Juju out because we thought Claypool would be the beneficiary. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod did play a lot in the slot, but only had two targets. So it doesn't look like there's much there for him. And then on the Seattle side, yeah, you're you're rolling with Collins as long as Carson is out. Uh, Geno Smith was brutal in this game. I mean, he took five sacks. His pocket awareness is terrible. And in, in overtime, you know, Seattle had the ball punted, Pittsburgh punted, Seattle got it back, and then Geno Smith is stripped by T.J. Watt, and then they kicked the field goal to win it. So it's just we knew that this was going to be the case, and I felt D.K. Metcalf would be okay. He had six catches, 58 yards, and seven targets. I was very worried about Tyler Lockett. I benched him in every league I had him except one because it's a deeper league, and he had two catches for 35 yards on seven targets. And when he did throw his way, a lot of balls that were uncatchable. So – I know Pittsburgh's defense is not what it was, but first time for him starting in a while on the road, you hope that they can simplify things and get some quick. Pa- they did it once to lock it a quick pass and he picked up like 14 yards and then they didn't do it again. I don't understand that. Yeah. I think that's what they need for, for Gino too. like let Metcalf sort of be the guy they take some shots with, but uh, get a lot of underneath patterns going. I mean, he was captain check down there at the end. Uh, DJ Dallas picked up like five receptions or it was a four or five receptions there at the end of that game, pretty much uh, just getting dump offs on the final few drives. Um, yeah, it was the only way they were really able to move the football. Um, so again, we're not expecting much out of the Seattle offense with Geno Smith. Uh, you know, was this a great matchup for them? Eh, not really on the road, like you said. So 
Uh, we'll see if there's more to come. Uh, one of the uh, the four o'clock game of the week was uh, your Dallas Cowboys against my New England Patriots uh, all week long. Adam, I, I didn't understand how New England was going to be in this game. Uh, you know, the three point spread. The total was 50 and you know, nothing I'd seen from New England in terms of offense had made me think they were going to be in this one. And yet they went to overtime. Uh, Dallas ultimately comes through with the touchdown there at the end. Uh, but they had the lead even with the final two minutes going into the of the fourth quarter. Um, then Trevon Diggs goes and gets a pick six. New England comes right back with a 75-yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne on the next play. Um, you know, what did you see out of this game? Are you concerned at all with Dak Prescott apparently needing an MRI on his calf? Uh, no, I saw a doctor say they don't think it's serious. Dak said the same thing, and they're on by. So they're off for two weeks. So you hope it's not that bad. Uh, it's reportedly not serious, but we'll see. He'll get the MRI. Hopefully he's okay. I mean, I thought Dallas controlled this game, and basically their mistakes is what kept New England in it. They ran 82 plays, and New England ran 50. Dallas had 567 total yards, and New England had 335. But they turned it over twice in the end zone, Dak on a fumble and then an interception. And the Cowboys were flagged 12 times for 115 yards, New England only five for 47. So Dallas pretty much controlled this game. I mean, New England did turn it over twice too, but you got a big, big game out of Dak with three touchdowns at 445. And we haven't been seeing many games like that from him because they've been playing from ahead and running the football. So it was actually good from a fantasy perspective that it was back and forth. The New England actually led for a while here. Uh, Zeke did not find the end zone, but he still had 17 carries, 69 yards, and caught seven passes for yeah. 50 yards. And we got the C.D. Lamb big game. You know, he's been kind of quiet. Again, they've been running a lot, playing from ahead. Uh, 11 targets in this one, including the walk-off touchdown, nine for 149 and two touchdowns. Uh, it's Amari Cooper, though, who's been kind of quiet, five for 55. Uh, so uh, we kind of know that. They're, they're spreading the ball around a lot. Even Dalton Schultz, five for 79. He continues to produce. I mean, he's definitely yeah. a tight end one. Yep. Yeah, and I was actually stunned. At, I mean, I played a lot of DFS, obviously, today. Um, the Cowboys, uh, nobody was rostering them. Uh, Amari Cooper, I mean, our CD Lamb was around 3 to 4%. I had Elliott. Uh, around 3% in a couple of different contests that I was in. Dak was 3 to 4%. You know, considering the game total in this one, which was, you know, around 50, 50 and a half for most of the day, um, I was a little bit surprised to see the under ownership there of the Cowboys players. And then they all come through there with, with big performances. And, you know, I, I, Andrew Cooper and I did the live stream today for Fantasy Alarm. And we talked about how, you know, Belichick kind of goes into these games trying to take away your best thing. Uh, we thought maybe they were going to focus in on shutting down Zeke, making sure they don't run on them. You know, if you had to take one thing away and and, and maybe they kind of succeeded in that. I mean, again, Zeke didn't have a good running day, you know, only 4.1 yards per carry, but he did hurt them uh, in the passing game. And then, like you mentioned, Dak on 4 for 40, 445 yards and three scores uh, there. Damian Harris bounced back 18 for one on one and a touchdown. Um, you know, as he looked good, Jacoby Myers, five for 44, nothing really uh, too special there. Hunter Henry found the end zone for New England. So, um, you know, Patriots offense is what it is. Still not really exciting. Mac Jones just 15 for 21 for 229, the two touchdowns and the pick six there um, at the end of the game. So uh, you mentioned Dallas going on by. There's a big bye week coming up next week uh, for fantasy uh, week seven. You know, teams like Minnesota, Dallas, I think Pittsburgh, a lot of teams with some Buffalo. fantasy. Relevant. Yeah, Buffalo. A lot of teams. Six, there's six teams on by next week's a real rough week, man. Yeah. And it's all top tier talent, too. Uh, I think Minnesota as well. Uh, is also on a buy, you know, looking at Jefferson and uh, Dallin Cook and whatnot. Chargers so too. Yeah, right. So it's a brutal bad. week. 
Hurdle Week Week Seven. So hopefully you uh, drafted some depth there. Uh, Adam, we had a we had a game over in London again. We had Miami versus Jacksonville. Jacksonville getting their first win of the season. Uh, both teams now one in five here. Um, James Robinson, 17 for 73 uh, and a touchdown rushing at a three for 28. Marvin Jones, seven catches, 100 yards and a score on the Jacksonville side. Uh, Tua came back, looked good. 329, two scores. Again, it's, it's up against Jacksonville. So uh, what was your what was your take on this one? I mean, Miami has no running game. I mean, it's been that way the entire year. It continues. You know, people got gassed by Miles Gaskin last week, and we knew it was kind of a fluke after he had, what, 10 receptions last week? Yeah, 10 catches. We, I, I was talking to somebody on Twitter, you know, and I'm like, there is no amount of research anybody could ever do that would have had something come out to saying Gaskin's going to have 10 catches. Just an, It's an anomaly of a stat. Yeah. We knew it, um, you know, he'll have some good games here and there, but they did mix in Malcolm Brown and Ahmed. So it's just a terrible backfield to deal with at this point. Uh, obviously, Miami had some injuries at wide receiver. Uh, Matt Collins played the most snaps for them at wideout. Jalen Waddle, obviously 10 for 72 touchdowns. Mike Gusecki, 8 for 115. Uh, and that's really all you can count on right now. We'll see if Devontae Parker can return. And for Jacksonville, you know, Robinson continues to get it done. He looks really good. Uh, Marvin Jones finally had a big game, seven for 100 and a touchdown. Obviously, Miami a little weak on defense and missing some players. And uh, LaVisca Chanel, uh, six for 54. I think you want more. And Ten Dan targets Ar- is nice, but, yeah, definitely need, need more. <laughs> yeah, and I think people were hoping for good things from Dan Arnold. He had a bad drop in this game, only two catches. Yeah, that's pretty pretty rough there. Jamal Agnew, five for seventy eight. He actually had a decent week last week as well. Um, you know, as somebody that's been stepping in now that Sharky is gone. Uh, next game that we had on the docket there, we had Baltimore versus the Chargers. Uh, an absolute blowout in this one. Ravens won thirty four to six, in which we saw Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Le'Veon Bell all run for touchdowns in this one. Yeah, like it was 2015 all over again. Uh, yeah, this was definitely a stunner. I, I was stunned that the Chargers just didn't show up for this game. You know, Baltimore has been getting by with some lucky wins here and there. They had the short week. They struggled with the Colts last week, and they were ready for this one. They just punched the Chargers in the face, and uh, Chargers never responded. So I think this is a game for the Chargers you just throw out the window. There's really nothing much to take away from it. You know, Mike Williams came to this game banged up with knee soreness, and you know, didn't do much, did sit a lot of the fourth quarter, which was probably the best thing in the long run anyway. So right. for me, he only played 20 snaps, ran 16 routes. So we kind of knew that going in. I think maybe if the game was closer, it wouldn't have been as bad. But you do want to keep an eye on this injury because we're always worried about his health. He's had this breakout season. Now they do have the bye, so you hope that helps and he can be good to go for week eight. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, for the Chargers side, just – you know, throw it out the window. There's not really to say here. Uh, Lamar Jackson finally went under his passing prop, uh, which he's been exploiting every week. And again, that was game flow. Um, Ravens back. It was just a complete mess. Uh, I think Murray did leave this game. Yeah, Murray, too, Murray left an injury. injury. So yeah. Maybe that's something to look moving forward. But like, I don't I don't know, man. I don't see how you can trust any of these guys. Uh, I, I don't know why. What happened with Tyson Williams, a healthy and active again? I don't know what he did, what they don't like. What does Le'Veon Bell have on Jim Harbaugh, right? Like, what are we, what are we doing there? Eight carries, 18 yards for this guy. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Mark Andrews continues to be great. Uh, five for 68, a touchdown. A quiet game for Hollywood Brown, four for 35. Did, I, 
I mean, I don't know if I want to call it a drop, but he probably could have caught it. It would have been a touchdown, but he's been so good this year. And Rashad Bateman did make his debut four for 29 on six. Targets. Oh, targeted Brown. Any, any concerns for you? I mean, some people no, had thought Bateman was no. going to be maybe the number one this year. No, not really. I mean, Hollywood's been so good. He's been getting open. And again, this was a game where they were in control. They didn't have to pass much. So, sure. um, you know, I, I had Bateman in deeper leagues, but um, not concerned right now with Hollywood. Uh, another game that was very tough to watch, but I had uh, some DFS investments was the Minnesota Vikings uh, versus Carolina Panthers game. Uh, Sam Darnold was 17 for 41, Adam. Uh, for 207 yards, a score and an interception. Chuba Hubbard at 16 for 61 uh, and a score. DJ Moore led five for 73 on 13 targets. And Robbie Anderson caught three of his 11 targets for 11 yards, but did have the touchdown there at the end to push this game into overtime. On the other side, uh, big games for everybody in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, uh, 373 yards, three scores. Dalvin Cook, 29 carries, 140 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he added two catches for three yards there. Uh, Adam Thielen, who made my contrarian corner video today, uh, 11 for 126 and a touchdown on 13 targets. Justin Jefferson, 8 for 80 on 14 targets. And then KJ Osborne had the game-winning touchdown there, 6 for 78 and a score on seven targets there. Yeah, you got to be careful with the Minnesota stuff here. They ran so many plays this week. So I think they ran 89 plays, and Thielen played every play except two. So yeah. Thielen's been very. He's always out there. He's all. He is always out there. Yeah, it's just he's very touchdown dependent. I mean, he got the volume this week, but this is like his first like huge game as far as yardage. Still only eleven and a half yards per catch. So just be careful um, with him. But you know, most of the targets are going to him and Jefferson most of the time. Anyway, you know, Dalvin Cook a huge game, twenty nine for one forty and a touchdown. As you see, if Cook's active, you can't play Madison. Right. Uh, for Carolina, there were a lot of drops in this game, but oh, Darnold, there's so many drops. It was but Darnold Again, still watched... doesn't look. Darnold doesn't look good, man. I mean, like people were celebrating him after three games, and he's come back down to earth. Yeah. Uh, he did. He was. It was the play calling at times is also questionable for for Carolina today when they were down. I tweeted about it. Uh, they were inside the red zone, down eleven. And on second down, they ran a tight end reverse to Tommy Trumbull. Yeah, I saw went for that. Like a three, and I'm like, what are we doing? You know, like, why are you wasting plays in the red zone when you're down points with a tight end reverse? Like, what? where's the coaching in the league and their play call here? Yeah, I don't know what to make of Robbie Anderson because the targets are there now, like, yeah. over the last few games. But, man, he salvages day with that touchdown at the end because three for 11. He had a couple of drops. It's just a disaster with him. And he just keeps dropping down the rankings every single week. Uh, but and Hubbard obviously is going to be someone that you put in the RB2 conversation without McCaffrey. He had 29 touches last week, this week, 17, only one reception, which is a little surprising because they played from behind. But he did find the end zone early on. Right. Um, next game on the list here, we have uh, Green Bay, Chicago uh, Packers covered this one, 24 to 14. Um, again, not an overly exciting day for. Uh, for many in this matchup. I mean, Rodgers, 195 and two scores. Aaron Jones, uh, 13 carries, 76 yards. He also added four for 34 and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon, 11 for 59. I hit the over on his uh, rushing yards today, so feel good about that one. Uh, Devontae Adams, just four for 89. He was the highest-priced player on DraftKings today, so you definitely need to pay off the $9,000 on that one. Uh, Other side, Khalil Herbert, 19 for 97 and a touchdown. Pretty much the only shining star for Chicago. 
Yeah, I mean, this offense is just so bad right now. Uh, you know, I figured, all right, they might be playing from behind fields, has the pass score still only 27 pass attempts, one touchdown, one pick. He did rush for 43 yards. That's something we haven't seen in the last couple of weeks. Khalil Herbert, excellent fill-in, 19 carries, 97 yards, and a touchdown, and two catches, 15 yards. Allen Robinson is still alive. It's not yeah. great, but four for 53 on seven targets. It was Darnell Mooney who got the touchdown five for 45. But, I mean, this is just bad. I believe they play Tampa next week, too. So, you got to yes. think that they, they're going to have to pass, right? Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I mean, know. they're going to try. They're I don't gonna think they're going to stop Tampa's offense. So, and Green Bay is just like, yeah, it's Adams. I don't think you could play any other wide receiver. I know Lazard's going. Robert Tunyon is non-existent. He should have been cut. There were so I many been, times to pick up. I've been to drop him for like three weeks now. He, dude, Ptolemy is on his roster. And he won't. He doesn't. He, he doesn't listen. He learns the hard way. We went through this last year. I forgot what player it was. Oh, it was um. Oh my goodness, who was it? I think it was. Oh my, who? Oh, Jordan Howard. When Miami had him, I'm like, dude, you could see after the first week and the second week for sure I've caught him, and he kept holding him. I'm like, no, man. Yeah, I held him too long. Yeah, yeah every, every Monday recap, he keeps – has been an easy – dude, he didn't – I think he had one game of more than 10 yards going into today. And yeah. there were so many tight ends you could have picked up over the last few weeks from Schultz to Knox to Ricky Seals-Jones. So many like Tanya. I don't know. I had him rank 23 this week. I'm not even going to rank him in the top 25. Every team. reaction Monday when we do the the, uh, the disappointing uh, players, he talks about Robert Tanya. And I'm like, dude, get him off your team. Why? Yeah, like, why there's no that? expectations anymore. He's not disappointing. This is expected. Right. He's, he's just not good. He's just he's just not good. Uh, shout out to Andrew Cooper, by the way, who was in on the down Tanya season this year. Uh, that was his guy to hate this season. So nailed that one. Uh, Cincinnati, Detroit, uh, Jared Goff got called out by the coach after this one saying he needs to give them more. Um, wasn't a good team uh, game here for Detroit. They had 11 points on the fourth quarter. Swift got a garbage time touchdown. Hawkinson came back a little bit, eight for 74 and 11 targets. So good, good on him there. Um, you know, Bengals took out their starters, uh, in this one at one point, uh, Burrow 271 and three touchdowns. Uh, Mixon bounced back 18 for 94, also added five for 59 and a touchdown in the passing game. Jamar Chase had his one big catch, four for 97, a 53 yarder. Uh, Chris Evans caught a touchdown. CJ Uzuma caught a touchdown. Auden Tate caught a touchdown. So Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, the guys you're hoping for, did not score in this game. Yeah, I mean, look, the Bengals were in control of this game. Uh, they're a legit team. They're very good. They're four and two. I know people are probably surprised to see that, but I think they're good. Although the schedule is going to start to get difficult. They've had a very easy schedule so far. Borrow getting it done. I mean, we all expected 35, 40 pass attempts every week. It's not happened, but he's been efficient. Three passing touchdowns makes him look good. Had a receiving touchdown, five catches, 59 yards. You'd love to see that if you have Mixon yeah. because he was starting to be phased out a little bit out of the passing game. And uh, Samaji Piran, inactive due to COVID-19. Chris Evans uh, got that touchdown lined up on a linebacker. Yeah, disappointing day for T. Higgins, obviously. Again, not a lot of value. The same with Tyler Boyd. And for Detroit... Like, what, are we, what do we do with Tyler Boyd at this point? I mean, he had his one big game when Higgins was out of the lineup, but last two weeks now, he's had just five catches for 31 yards. You know, you know, is he just a bi-week replacement for you at this point? Are you... Is, is Tyler Boyd ever droppable in your eyes? Uh, no, no, he's definitely not droppable. I think a lot of it has to do with them playing from ahead and running the ball. And they went with a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, so the game script was 
not conducive for him to have success. He actually played more snaps than T Higgins today um, by four. Um, so now I think uh, it's going to depend on opponents uh, sure. and who'll be more involved going forward. Uh, but today they just dusted the lines with ease. I mean, DeAndre Swift got a late touchdown and came through. He's been productive. You know, Jamal Williams, very quiet. Uh, yeah, they're almost facing Williams out a little bit too. To, uh, yeah. I mean, Swift you, me- you mentioned pass. Hawkinson. So that was encouraging because people were starting to get worried about the injury and the down game, but he got back on, on the right side of things. And I'm on Ross St. Brown. People were picking him up this week. Yeah. I mean, with bye weeks coming up, you can use him because uh, he's getting targets. But again, this Detroit offense is so anemic. It's really Swift, Hawkinson, and that's really it. Yeah, there, there's not much going on there. Uh, next game that we had on, on the docket, we had the Texans versus the Colts. Uh, 31-3 win by uh, the Colts. There was a point in this game uh, that I was uh, talking to some of my, my buddies here uh, where Naeem Hines actually had more carries than Jonathan Taylor in this game. I'm like, what is going on? This is supposed to be the Jonathan Taylor game. And then he breaks off an 83-yard run. And he finishes with 14 for 145 uh, and two touchdowns. Um, he also added one catch for 13 yards. He he basically was what everybody had hoped he that he was the chalk that hit. Um, now you know Carson Wentz is fine, 223 and two scores, only 11 of 20. Uh, Ty Hilton returned, led the team in yards, four for 80. Uh, Campbell had the 51 yard touchdown. I'd say Pittman was probably the biggest disappointment, but again, maybe game flow kind of hurt him there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was a good play this week. Wentz completed 11 passes, so anytime a quarterback's going to do that at attempt 20. You're just not going to not get a lot of production. Jonathan Taylor somehow got two carries in the first half. That's inexcusable, That's man. I was saying, yeah, it's I'm inexcusable. You can't, you can't do that, man. And you know, of course, I think it was, I think it was early in the third quarter. He broke off that long run of yeah. 83 yards. So he's like, you know what? You're not giving me the ball. Fuck that. I'm taking this shit into my own hands. I'm going to score. So in the end, he got, he came through with a big day. Uh, T.Y. Hilt made a season debut, four for 80, did leave late with a hamstring injury. I think they were being cautious. Paris Campbell, 51-yard touchdown, and then leaves with injury. Thank you, Paris. I got I got Paris Campbell in some best balls, so hey, he, he probably... Uh, yeah, I have him in some season-long weeks, too, um, but it might be time to cut him. Yeah, probably at this point, especially with Hilton back, if that's not a serious injury. Uh, Houston side, I mean, Ingram, 18 for 73, not going to really trust that. Brandon Cook spots back nicely after being shut down by New England last week. Nine for 89 and 13 targets. And then Nico Collins uh, activated eye off IR, four for 44 and six targets there. Probably the only two fantasy relevant players on that team. Yeah, Nico Collins could be interesting, though. He's playing from behind, passing quite a bit. So we know Cooks is going to get a huge amount of volume. I think Collins in deeper formats, certainly, you know, especially with bye weeks coming up. Uh, the run game, I mean, I just want to stay away from it. I know Ingram had. You know, 18 carries, 73 yards. But really, man, come on. You don't want to play this guy. No, you don't. You really don't. Uh, next game, Rams, Giants. Uh, Rams, 38. Giants, 11. Another game with 11 points for the team. Seems a little rare there. Uh, Stafford went off two, 22 of 28 for 251 and four scores. Daryl Henderson, 21 for 78 and a touchdown rushing. Two for 29 and a touchdown receiving. Uh, we had Cooper Cup go off nine for 132 scores. And on 12 targets, uh, Robert Woods, just two catches for 31 yards and also uh, had a touchdown for the Rams side. Uh, Giants were a disaster. Daniel Jones, no touchdowns, three picks. Shepard, 10 for 76 on 14 targets. 
And then Dante Pettis led the two was, was number two in targets, five for 48 on 11 targets there. Kadarius Tony left with an injury. Yeah, you know what? If you followed the beat reporters on Twitter before the game, they were saying that Tony did not look great in warmups. And, you know, that's why it's useful just to follow everything up into game time. And look, sometimes they're wrong and they can give you information that's not true. But they were watching the warmups and they were like, yeah, it doesn't look like he's moving well. He gets three the three catches early on for 30 plus yards and left the game. So uh, he was limited all week in practice with an ankle injury. So, you know, you got to make judgment calls like. Sometimes the guy is going to be fine. Sometimes they're not. We saw Mike Williams not play much. Again, that was the blowout. If it was close, maybe he stays in there, sucks it up and does something. Tony leaves the game with aggravation. Other guys finish the game and play well. So, you know, sometimes those judgment calls are not going to work out. So you have to keep that in mind. There's no black or white like, oh, this guy was limited all week. I'm not playing. We've seen guys not practice all week and then play well. So just keep that in mind. But I did see uh, one of the beat reporters say, yeah, he doesn't look good at warmups. Uh, looks like he's still gimpy. So, uh, but yeah, Giants were a disaster all around. Back to Daniel Jones, turning it over three times. He fumbled twice, lost one. Kind of unfair because he's going against the Rams defense. Said, this and, was never going to be a game that they were, yeah. I didn't think that they were going to be in anyway. So, yeah, um, they didn't have Galladay, Tony left, uh, so no, they were no bar, yeah, no Barkley, obviously, you know. Yeah, so they were shorthanded. Um, and, and Henderson continues to look good. I mean, it's all about can he stay healthy? You know, 23 touches. The one thing is usually they give him most of the workload. Uh, Sony Michelle doesn't really play much as long as Henderson can stay healthy. And Cooper Cup has just been uh, money this year. Yeah, he's been an absolute buy. Even last week when Woods had his big game, like Cup was still very good. So uh, you know, he has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Adam, before we head up the next game here, we'll take a quick break to uh, get to our sponsor. All right, and we're back here. We're going to go to the Chiefs and the Washington game here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 397 yards, two touchdowns, but two more interceptions for Patrick Mahomes. Um, are you at all worried about Mahomes and these turnovers? I mean, they're coming in bunches now. One was not his fault. It went off Tyreek Hill's hands. I saw that, hands yeah. the, the other one was just an absolutely egregious decision to throw the football. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, but no, they they played a pretty tough schedule. It looked bad for them early on. They turned it around. You know, they obviously have a lot of issues, especially on the defensive side. Um, but, you know, I think they're going to be fine as far uh, offensively. Uh, Mahomes has had a couple... Some of the decisions he made have been bad, but he's also had a couple of tipped interceptions this year. So, you know, he's going to put up numbers. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, Darrell Williams, you know, solid game. You know, he got most of the touches. You know, if you're worried about McKinnon cutting in, that didn't happen. 24 total touches for Williams, two rushing touchdowns. McKinnon only with four touches in this game. Tyreek Hill briefly left with a quad injury and start the second half. He came back, looked fine. Travis Kelsey was grabbing his wrist. He came back in the game. He had an eight for 99, so that's what you expect. And Washington, this was disappointing. I mean, people were streaming Taylor Heineke, probably looked at him as a cheap DFS play. It didn't work out. 182, one touchdown, one pick. He had been running the football. He didn't run. Antonio Gibson left this game twice with a shin injury, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on because I don't think this is going to get any better. Unless no, he it's, sits. It's, so it's, it's a, a problem. fracture, they said, right? So like, Yeah, it's, it's a problem. I know Gibson's like, oh, I'm fine, but he left the game twice. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, McKissick, eight for 65 receiving this game. 
I mean, Ricky Seals Jones was an easy play this week. You know, I talked about on my Yahoo video on the radio shows. I mean, he played every snap last week except one. Kansas City was terrible, so he was. You were either paying up for Kelsey or going cheap with Ricky. Yeah, Seals he was Jones. the chalk that hit today. I think he was like thirty-eight percent. Yeah, yeah so. it was very cheap. He was eleven dollars on Yahoo, so it was an easy play. Four fifty and a touchdown. Terry McLaurin with the disappointment. Four for twenty-eight on eight targets. I think people were expecting a big game from him. I know. He didn't practice Friday with the hammy, so something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, I mean, Washington is just so brutal. So the Chiefs needed this game in the worst way uh, to even their record at 3-3. Three and three. So it, it was pretty much a must win, and it looked bleak there. They were down, but they outscored Washington 21-0 in the second half. Yeah, I mean, they, they should have put them away. I mean, they just have overall better talent. So, uh, you know, we'll move on here to the next one. Uh, a game, Adam, that you and I kind of went back and forth on on a Survivor Better uh, that we had, right? So uh, I had Arizona. Now wait, let's be fair. I didn't know Cleveland's two offensive linemen were going to be out. Yeah, because that, that's what made the difference in this one. That's it, well, it kind of did. Baker was getting beat up, but no, yeah, they got to the way. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Anyways, Cardinals 37, Cleveland 14, Nick Chubb not in this one. Kareem Hunt went down with. with uh, have you seen an update on Hunt? I heard it was it's pretty. A- they said it's a calf injury. People expect speculating Achilles, but yeah. uh, I know they said after the game, it's a calf. Okay. My guess is he's going to miss time. There's no question. And Cleveland plays Thursday night, so they could be without Hunt and Chubb. I already picked up Dearness Johnson in like five or six leagues this past week. So yeah. uh, we'll see uh, if Chubb's able to go, but at least we'll know early in the week. But if you didn't pick up Dearness Johnson and, He's probably going to be the main back. Obviously, they'll mix in uh, felt in there. But, right. yeah, Cleveland was just a disaster. Baker Mayfield injured that left shoulder again. He did finish the game. I did see, though, he's going to go for an MRI yeah. tomorrow so or Monday when you guys are hearing this. So, uh, And they have a short week. They played Thursday. Uh, Beckham left the game with a shoulder injury. He did come back and had double-digit points in a PPR format. Uh, Peoples-Jones with two touchdowns, including a Hail Mary. But, yeah, Cleveland, man. They're, they're in a little bit of trouble right now. They're three and three. I thought this was going to be a good team this year. Now, again, their two losses were to what? The Chiefs and the Chargers, who I think yeah. are two solid teams. Um, but uh, still, this was, a, this was a disappointing game for Cleveland here. Yeah, it was, again, you know, losing Chubb obviously is tough enough. But, you know, I, my, my issues are always with, with Baker. I don't think he is good enough to bring, bring teams back. I know he had a good little run there at the end, but – you know, I just don't think he's a good enough quarterback to get Cleveland over the hump. And then, you know, they they're deep defensively. You know, they gave him four touchdowns to Kyler Murray, you know, 20 of 30, 229 and four scores for him. James Conner led the team in rushing 16 for 71. But again, a lot of that was just them running out the clock there. Edmonds had four for 46 on the ground. Uh, A.J. Green, five for 79 and a score. Christian Kirk, five for 75 and a touchdown. DeAndre Hopkins, just three catches for 55 yards. But found the end zone twice there. So that's the Arizona side of things. And their defense yeah. got after him a lot. They would five sacks, I think, and a tuck interception. Yeah. And I, the thing with Hopkins is, you know, the touchdowns are saving him right now. He's got six in the season. He's not getting the volume that he once did. You know, he was a guy that was getting 150, 160 targets a season. It's not going to happen this year. They just yeah. spread the ball out too much. So, um, I've been saying it. I don't think he lives up to his ADP this year. Could still be good, but you know, people were taking him early second round. It's just going to be hard to return that on the lack of uh, targets, uh, unless he gets 12, 13 touchdowns, which in this offense, maybe it's possible. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Or, you know, if AJ Green pulls up or Kirk pulls up too injury prone, 
guys that maybe they'll be forced to look at Hopkins a bit more. Um, and final game here on the sleeve, we had the Raiders versus the Broncos. Uh, Las Vegas coach turmoil and all 34-24 in Denver. Um, Derek Carr, 341 and two scores. Josh Jacobs, 16 for 53 and a touchdown. Even Kenyon Drake uh, came back. And I was wondering about Kenyon Drake because by all accounts, he was in the John Gruden doghouse. John Gruden obviously no longer there. Four for 34 and a touchdown rushing. Two for 39 and a touchdown receiving. Henry Ruggs, three for 97 in a score. Brian Edwards had two for 67. Waller, just five for 59. Uh, a lot of people were complaining about Darren Waller on Twitter. Um, for his you know continued lack of basically production after week one there. Um, Bridgewater went three for 333 yards, three touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon split it down the middle again, 11 for 53 and 10 for 50. Uh, Noah Fant, nine for 97 on 11 targets and a score. Cortland Sutton, eight for 94, touchdown on 14 targets. Uh, and then Tim Patrick, three for 42 and a score on six targets. Yeah, be careful with Drake, though. He only played 11 snaps. So if that's going to be the case most weeks, I doubt he finds the end zone twice. So Probably a good idea. It's probably Yeah. Good. I mean, I think it was at least encouraging, I guess, that he touched the ball six times. Oh, they had, um, yeah, right. Last week, they only had him like on, on kick return, right? So <laughs> Yeah, Peyton Barber was inactive in this. Jalen Richard played eight snaps. So uh, Ruggs is making big plays, man. Uh, so he's the guy there. Uh, Edwards had one big play in the fourth quarter, like always. I know Waller's been frustrating, but you just continue to run him out there. At some point, he'll find the end zone again. We knew the 19 targets a week one was an aberration. He's consistently getting around seven. I know you want more. Uh, trust me, I have him in one league, so you kind of do want some more production. Uh, Denver is a mess right now. They don't look good. They've now lost three in a row. Bridgewater piled up numbers late. That split in the backfield is just... It's just frustrating because right. we see Javante Williams with these nice plays and Melvin Gordon is still there. So um, if they keep losing games, I think the 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 gap will widen for, for Williams as they kind of realize they're not a contender and they'll want to see what they have in this kid. But or maybe the Ravens trade for Melvin Gordon. And then <laughs> I just mean, see, if, right. Yeah. Any team. Right. I was talking again. I was talking about it on the. Um, on the face line live stream this morning, I was like, what if the Chiefs traded for Melvin Gordon? Now, they would never. I don't think they will. With, no, I, I right. think they're OK with Williams. But I'm just saying like a player like Gordon going to an offense like that, like that would be great for fantasy. You know, <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, at least we know he would get the running volume there in uh, in Baltimore. But like his, he's probably wouldn't catch as many passes as he would going somewhere you know, where maybe he would be needed. So, um, yeah, interesting game. I mean, listen, you're right. Garbage time for fantasy is fine. You know, they don't really care if you win or lose, if you're done, you know, got Teddy Bridgewater or Sutton or fan. So, um, you know, as long as the numbers continue to come there, uh, Adam, any final thoughts here as we wrap up week six, heading into Monday night football, uh, where we have the bills and Titans. Yeah. we got to keep an eye on AJ Brown. He was added to the injury report this morning with an illness. So I actually did take him out in two leagues, um, because, if you don't have a backup for Monday night, you know, you can't risk it. So I was like, I cannot take that chance. I did put Tim Patrick in one of them and he did score a touchdown. So I guess I'll take it. Um, they also said, uh, I kind of felt like this went under the radar. I don't know if people talked about it. I did mention it uh, on, on shows and podcasts, but AJ Brown had a press conference this week where he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to be limited basically in snaps until week 10. I'm like, what? 
Right. And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's not my call. They just want to ease me back in. Now, I, he can still be good on limited snaps as long as they throw him the football, but just found that a little odd. And then and today with COVID-19 and everything, you hear illness, you just never know. I mean, yeah. he, he can test positive tomorrow. They'll be, yep, he's not playing. So you got to keep that in mind. And that's why you've got to pay attention to the, to the news all day or have alerts set up. I understand some people can't watch all the games, and that's what we're here for, to break it down. Um, but you can't just set your lineup at 1130 and leave because things can happen. Guys can get scratched. And then, you know, that was a big piece of news. So I'm sure some people didn't even see it and they probably have no alternatives tomorrow. And they're going to have to cross their fingers and hope AJ Brown plays. Right. Exactly. And it is Tennessee. They're a team, uh, pretty notorious the last couple of years now with, uh, some COVID issues. So, uh, let's cross our fingers. Like you said, hopefully, uh, that isn't the case. Yeah, I'm actually facing somebody that has AJ Brown in their lineup. They need uh, almost 11 points to beat me. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't hate it if he didn't end up playing. Uh, so that's going to wrap up our, our NFL week six here uh, preview there. Uh, Adam, some good things to come this week, though. Basketball is back. Uh, I know you and Bender are going to be diving into some uh, NBA props and spreads. I'm sure the yeah, uh, Bender's going to be excited for that. Yeah, it kicks off on Tuesday. So, uh, Looking forward to that as the season is already back. It is indeed back. So that wraps it up for us, everybody. This is the Anti-Up Podcast. I'm John Pemba. That's Adam Rose. We will catch you guys next week.